0: What are we going to talk about today, Emily? I'm dying to know.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm so excited today because we're wrapping up Disability Pride Month, and we actually have a really cool special guest who is none other than the creator of the Disability Pride flag. What? I'm so pumped. And I'm just going to say before we get started. It took a little bit of internet sleuthing to get connected, so I feel a little bit like I was on my own mystery-solving TV show to, to find this person, but now we have this person here, and I'm so excited.
2: So, special guest, would you introduce yourself, please? Yes, my name is Anne McGill. Um, I have terrible palsy. Uh, I'm middle-aged. I've been around a while. I was around around in the year that ADA was finally passed. The ADA, by the way, is the Americans with Disabilities Act. That was 1990. That was, I was in grad school at the time. Um, So it's been a while, it's been a minute.
1: I gotta tell you we were actually both born after the passage of the ada so this is a fun little generational conversation (laughs) so uh, so i'm
2: the grandma (laughs) (laughs) oh no not at all not at all well i don't mind i don't mind i don't mind being the elder (laughs)
1: yeah so tell Uh, us where you are from and also a little bit more about yourself. What do you like to do? What should our listeners know about you?
2: Well, um, I grew up in New York, New York State, the Hudson Valley. Uh, I'm currently living in Virginia. Um, I'm a writer. Most of my writing is on the internet now, but I've done some poetry and essays and some short fiction and uh yeah mostly these days i'm just writing on the internet uh mostly ranting about disability and social justice and politics sounds familiar especially (laughs) since 19 2016 in the last six years or so we are
1: right there with you we have been similarly ranting and talking about a lot of what's going on in the world. And we're glad that we're able to connect with you over that because we're very passionate about talking about what's happening. And it sounds like you are too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, it's our lives, you know? Yeah. And and, uh, who is it who said uh, uh, the personal is political? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. one of those leftist people. Yeah, I might have been Gloria Steinem or somebody like that. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you live it, you have to be passionate about it or, you know.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Go going off that. And by the way, as somebody who has CP, who is currently uh, living in Virginia right this very second, um, I'm already a fan. Uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, I noticed your area code and I was like, yeah. Um, (laughs) So tell us uh, what disability pride uh, means to you.
2: Oh, that's, um, it's being, (laughs) Some people say that pride is, hooray, I'm this, I'm happy to be X, I'm happy to be gay, or I'm happy to be disabled, or, you know, my life is great and I'm proud of it. My thing is that pride is about, I may not be happy about my identity now because of life circumstances, but I deserve to be happy, and I think that's the core of it. Recognizing that you deserve happiness, even if you're a marginalized person. Whatever your mar- whatever your marginalization is. I love that so much.
1: And I really agree with you. It's not necessarily about always saying that disability, for example, is sunshine and rainbows and unicorns all the time because it can be pretty challenging but at the same time you deserve the right to embrace yourself and your identity and to be proud of your presence on this planet yeah. so it's complex right. it's messy
2: yeah it's messy and and to let yourself get mad that the only ramp is around the garbage dump around
1: the back with the garbage
2: bins. Amen to that. You know, I've
1: spent far too much time near dumpsters just trying to get into a building. Yeah, so we would love to hear the backstory of the disability pride flag, because I feel like in the last few years, it's become yeah. kind of ubiquitous. And I've been seeing the color scheme and I've been seeing the flag, you know, really picking up steam. And I think well, a lot of people were wondering and and coming to to me at least and saying, hey, you know who created the flag? Do you know much about this person? And I was like, I'm going to find this person. So <laughs> can you tell us what sparked your idea to create
2: it? Okay, well, it's it started, the desire for the flag started with the local um, 20th anniversary celebration. You can't see it, but I'm doing air quotes right now. For the 20th anniversary of the ADA in 2010, and it was at the local independent living center. And it was advertised as there will be music and a history show and food and we'll have a gathering place. And you arrive and it's all in the basement of this one building. Oh the no. The music is the music no. is piped top forty hits just played on repeat over a loudspeaker. <laughs> um the slideshow is a PowerPoint in the presentation on the wall of the of the um, basement. It doesn't even have the local history of that particular independent living center. It's just generic facts, and the whole thing was like three hours long, and it was all inside the walls of this building. And I'm like, wait a minute. I thought it was going to be a concert in the park with the stage and speakers, you know, people speaking and doing a presentation that the, that the general general pub people public would be able to come and see. And it was all hidden away in this institutional office building. And that's like the opposite of what the ABA is about. That's like the uncelebration, And I was like, damn it, I want a parade. <laughs> I want a flag. <laughs> I want a flag to wave. And that kind of stuck in the back of my mind for a few years. And it was kind of running around in my head. I was playing around with ideas for, um, you know, ship sa- signal flags, like combining designs of different flags that already existed, like a rebus thing. And, yes, kind of playing and doodling. And then, in 2016, six years afterward, I woke up to the morning news at 5 a.m. That, uh, And you may want to do a trigger warning for this, like when you edit it later to, to... tell people they want to skip ahead, but in 2016, I heard the news at 5 a.m. that there had been a mass slaughter of disabled people in Japan, and it was the largest mass murder in modern Japanese history, and a former employee of a residential home for the disabled had had broken in in the middle of the night. And systematically killed, I think it was 26 people, you know, slicing their throats while they slept. And that was bad enough that this had happened. Oh, and he deliberately did it on the day of the ADA's anniversary. He chose that day to do the murder because he thought all disabled people needed to needed to die unless they were useful, And that was bad enough, but it had dropped off from all major news before the evening cycle, before the five o'clock news in in the evening. So it hadn't even been on the news for a full day and they'd moved on to other stuff. And that's when I was gone beyond I want a flag to ring of swears. We need a flag. We need to be visible. Now that started a three year process of actually designing the flag and trying to come up with how I wanted to to represent this rage and sorrow and hope and strength and God damn it, we're here. <laughs> we exist.
0: So, can you talk yeah. us through that? Like, I would love to hear that story, and also um, how, if at all, you you know brought other people in the disability community to to help develop that design.
2: Well, I tried for like three years. I tried, and so when I started, I started the first idea I had was to have like a black triangle, which was the nazi symbol that they used because they used the pink triangle for gay people and those were the people who were who were um put in the concentration camps for being gay and they had uh, the black triangle for people who they called um malingerers people who claimed they couldn't work So they were put in, and and they they were put to the concentration camps for that. So I was going to put the black triangle and have a white flag with a black triangle in the corner where the U.S. stars are. And then have a rainbow of light coming through that, like light through a prism, the rest of the flag on the white flag. But I thought that would be a cool design. But then I realized, A... If the flag is mostly white, then when the wind is not blowing, it'll look like a surrender flag. And two, I do not want to put the Nazi symbol in the place of honor on the flag. So instead, I just made the whole flag black and made the stripes cutting across it. But my first design idea was to make the stripes zigzag to represent how disabled people have to maneuver around all the barriers we face. Like we have to go this way and then we have to go that way and then we have to go this way and then we have to go that way. And that's how we move through the world. We, we're always finding a crooked path because we're always maneuvering around disabilities. I kept trying to get people to, to react to this. I kept saying, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That looks neat. That, that looks good. But I didn't get any suggestions back from that. I was just thinking, oh, that's cool. So I finally decided to to, to um put that design in the public domain in 2019. And then... Last year, someone found it and put the design on a popular reddit post reddit subreddit and it suddenly got like twenty thousand thirty thousand views, like in a week, yeah, I, I
1: think know. that was when it came into our consciousness really
0: yeah.
1: was... Right, that was just that was just of July
2: last year right yeah that's
0: when that's i think that's that's
2: I. right right and it was the zigzag design but mm -hmm. then on my then on my tumblr i got and my name was mentioned my tumblr id was mentioned in one of these posts and it was oh my god this flag is terrible it's causing epileptic seizures
1: Yeah, we wanted to hear more about that because uh, we noticed that there's been a change now. So the flag is no longer its original zigzag design. Why were those changes
2: made? Well, because the thing is, I didn't know about this until people, until it was already caused a problem. And they were talking, somebody posted the design and it got like 20,000 views. The thing is that the way I had it, I had the really bright colors on the black, with black stripes between the colors. And the thing is that when you're scrolling, when, when you're scrolling and it appears on your phone or on your computer screen and it scrolls, the it registers on the retina like a flicker, like a flashing light. Because it goes white, bright, dark, bright, dark, bright, dark, bright as people are scrolling past it. And that was enough to cause flickering, triggered epilepsy in people. And other people said, I can't look at it because it looks like my migraine aura. <laughs> and other people said, I can't look at it because it causes, it gives me anxiety and I have autism and I can't. And so it was like a moment of panic for me because here was this flag meant to represent the disability community and disabled people couldn't look at it. So that was a that was a, a crisis moment. So, finally, but it seems like you I, navigated it pretty well. Yeah, well, i I piped up and said, "Okay, I owned it. I didn't get mad. I said, okay, this is a mistake. How can we fix it? What if I made these changes?' And because I said." how can we fix this and didn't get upset and didn't get possessive, people started anonymously offering suggestions. Maybe if you took out the black stripes between the colors, maybe if you softened the colors so they weren't so bright. And finally, it was, it was and then people started going back and forth and experimenting and posting their own variations. And finally we figured out, take out the zigzags, take out the black stripes between the colors, and soften everything, at least when it's online. The bright colors don't seem to be a problem, like if it's in physical media, like on a shirt or on an actual flag. The bright colors don't seem to be a problem, but when you're staring at it on a computer screen, that's when it needs to be softened, I think. Because most of the people said, yeah, I have no problem with it, when I see it, like a photograph of a physical thing, it doesn't seem to be a problem, but it's just when it's on the screen. So we, we softened the colors, we took out the zigzags, uh, and then somebody said, You know what? The red and the green are next to each other. That's a problem for people with red green color blindness. I was like, Yeah, duh. <laughs> so we rearranged the order of the colors. <laughs> um so yeah so it it's in the public domain in my name but it's really a bunch of people came together to fix it and that's why I think this design is even better
0: out of because curiosity oh finish oh, I'm sorry
2: yeah I think it's even better this way because it truly represents the community because the community came together solve a problem the is that why you put a, it
0: in the public domain or do you have I, a, I'm just curious
2: no I, I put it in the public domain I put the first one in the public domain too because one flags should belong to the public and no if a flag represents I person some people disagree but I personally is my philosophy if I want this to represent the community It has to belong to the community. That's beautiful. I'll I'll copyright my stuff I write, the words I write, or other individual pieces of art, but this community flag is a community flag. It belongs to the people. And two, I want there to be merch. (laughs) I want stuff with this flag on it, but I don't have the resources the temperament or the energy to make the stuff. (laughs) And I don't want to negotiate people not making stuff because they're afraid they don't have my permission. We are so
1: curious to know if there have been any instances of seeing the flag, you know, out and about in the world that have really surprised you or that have stood out for being creative, because we are all about cool merch. So we'd love to know, you know, what something that's been like, not wow, yet. that's awesome.
2: Not yet, but there is an independent company online called Flags for Good that um, contacted me earlier this month and said, hey, can we sell your flag design? We want to kind. We want to make sure we got the flag design right. So, so that's ready for pre-order, and it's it's called FlagsForGood.com. And so, so they've got a whole bunch of flags for different for different groups and different movements, and redesigned state flags that are actually good <laughs> stuff like that. So it's not on merch that I know of yet, but. I hope it will be soon. Well, um, I can tell you that I have seen
1: the colors spreading everywhere. I've seen them well, That across
2: social media now. Well, that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So should I talk about the symbolism? We would love
0: Go for, for it. you to
1: tell us all about okay. what everything means on the flag. All right,
2: because yeah, I was, um, the, It starts in the top corner, in the, you know, in that place where where the stars are in the US flag. Um, And the hammer and sickle is in the old Soviet flag, and (laughs) that corner of the flag, because that's generally where, in flag language, is the highest place of honor. So that's where it starts. And it moves across the flag diagonally. The diagonal is important. The zigzag is gone, but I wanted to keep the diagonal to contrast with the horizontal ceilings and vertical walls behind which so many disabled people are trapped. You know, we're all sort of Like, for example, Medicare will only pay for AIDS if you need them inside your home, but if you need them for your job, you're not eligible if you work outside the home. So, it's the whole system of ableism just sort of wants to keep us inside our own homes. So, I wanted something to cut across that, so that's the diagonal. the five colors. Should I, I? should describe the flag, shouldn't I? Well, I think that would probably be helpful from a, a
1: visual description standpoint, and we'll also yeah, make sure yeah. that we we're, we're all, include we're all, all of this.
2: People, well, we all assume people know what this looks like, but it's it's a black. It's mostly a black flag, and across the middle diagonally is five stripes. From the, well, if you're reading left to right, it's top right to lower left. And it's five parallel stripes starting from the bottom is red, gold, white, blue, and green. And so it it starts in the top corner because that's where the honor is. It ends at the Other end of the flag where it's waving in the wind because that represents the outside world. Diagonal because it's cutting across barriers. The black represents the anger and mourning over the eugenics and the neglect that disabled people have to fight against. The five colors represent the red, is physical disabilities. The gold is neurodivergence because gold is, the chemical symbol for gold is AU, and ah. autism autism Clever. starts with a, AU, so it's a visual pun. The white is invisible disabilities and disabilities that have not yet been diagnosed. That was someone that, that was something that someone specifically asked for um, is, could you please put in a stripe for invisible disabilities so that's the white stripe in the middle. The blue stripe is mental illness, anxiety, and depression, and the green stripe is sensory disabilities like deafness, blindness um Lack of smell, lack of taste, audio processing disorder, all that. You know, all sensory disabilities. Um, I chose to go with all. There are six standard. Those are the six standard colors you can find in any standard flag. I chose to go with all six because, like the Olympic flag, which also has all six, it's a community that's based on experience, rather than ethnicity or ge- geography. You know, like, like a, na- a nation flag represents a place. Or, um, you know, a f- f- flag for uh, language, pride represents a language, but like the Olympic flag is international. And this is also international because the disability community spans political boundaries. And the entire globe. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. as someone with cerebral palsy, I have more in common with someone from cerebral palsy in India than I do with an athlete who is my next, next door neighbor. At least culturally, that we share a culture simply by dealing with being disabled in a normate world.
0: Well, we
1: love hearing the really incredible thought process that went into the design of the flag and the way that it takes into account the fact that disability is not monolithic and that there's so many different experiences of disability but there are also places of common ground for all of us and so it's just been
2: really great to hear yeah and the reason the stripes are parallel with each other is to represent that solidarity that we're all in this together um but, yeah. have you designed
0: plagues before this you you've clearly put so much thought into this.
2: No, but um, as a writer, I'm always thinking of metaphor. true yeah um my my first love when I was six years old was writing poetry. So I'm always thinking of metaphor and symbolism and, you know,. Uh, my favorite genres are fantasy and fairy tale, and so that's, you know, th- that that's what I've been writing since I was like seven years old. So I said, so how can I take those old ideas and make it a picture? <laughs> you know, how can I make it a picture? And if people complain that it's not a disabled disability ramp because it doesn't have a wheelchair on it, I can always say it's a it's not a disability flag." because it doesn't have a wheelchair on it. I can always say that slant is a ramp. There you go. Look, me, wheelchair
0: users have the international symbol of access, okay? It's about time everyone else has a symbol too.
1: Yeah, honestly, (laughs) it's... I'm totally thrilled to see representation beyond just a tiny little white stick figure thing in a wheelchair against
2: a blue background. Yeah, I mean, well, that that's that's good. I mean, it's it's a good symbol just just to because uh, it's easy to see when you're driving by in a car, you know, or you're walking, you know, you're looking for something quick. It's a good quick symbol for for what it is, and you don't need to know the language. But yeah, yeah, I, I hate that that's become the symbol for all disabilities because it's it's not where. <laughs> We all have different experiences and we can't expect to be all the same. So yeah.
0: So uh, tell us, what what, it, what are your hopes for the flag, right? Like, how do you wish for it to be used? What's your ideal, like what would make you the happiest if you woke up tomorrow and saw it on CNN or something? Like, what's your version of that?
2: I. Th- I'd love for it to become um, generally recognized outside the disability community. Um, Just because it seems like disabled people are always talking to each other, and I love I love preaching to the choir, but. The pe the people who aren't disabled need to they're the ones who need to know this stuff. Yeah. Um, I'd love for it to. I'd love for it to be um included in the emoji app.
0: Ooh, that's a big win. We should. Oh, we should, that would
2: we should, be so cool.
0: We should figure out how to like do that. And, because they, starting. they've got
2: they've got the rainbow flag in the emojis. They've got the. They've that's got true. All the- They've got the they've got the rainbow flag. They've got national flags. I haven't looked, but I bet they have the Olympic flag.
0: I don't know, but probably.
2: Yeah, they've got some sort of symbol like that. Speaking of which, there is another disability flag. There's a second one, and I don't want my flag to overshadow it completely. Um, I found it after um, the uh, we discovered the problems with my first design, and I was going through that crisis. There's a second disability flag. It was, it was designed in 2017 by, I don't remember his name. Maybe you can look it up, it's on Wikipedia. Oh, and my old dangerous flag design is on the Wikipedia page too, and I keep asking them to take it down, but they won't because they cited the news articles from 2020 that first started airing it, and then news article trumps me. So, yeah, but
0: well, we can use this as a source from the from the author's uh, mouth herself.
2: Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. We'll see if we yeah. can make that happen. Right. Well, the the author's not. on Wikipedia is weird because if you're the author, you're considered too biased. It has to be somebody other than the author who says it.
0: That is. Well, weird. then
2: we have a lot of yeah. We'll say to, it. Need to start right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We <laughs> yeah. Um, but but there's a there's a tag that came along first in 2017 by. And it's it's on the Wikipedia page. His name is on the Wikipedia page, but um, and he presented it to the UN display on their International Day of Persons with Disabilities, which is December third, by the way. If you want to know your your disability holidays, December third is the International Day for the Rights of Persons with Disabilities, and it's. Three horizontal stripes in gold, silver, and bronze, and it's modeled after the three um, medal win, the winning medals of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And it's called the Overcoming Flag. Now, as I said, when I found that I have a Tumblr post that if I'd known that this flag had existed in 2017, before I'd come up with my own design, I might have been satisfied with it. I might have said, okay, this is my flag, I'll fly it, because it had already been accepted by the UN. But at that point, it was still so close to that mass murder that had prompted me to design the flag in the first place, and it was so close, and it was still pulling on the trope of the worthy disabled person who's winning medals and overcoming things, and I just hate that. I just, I just hate the uh, the cudgel that is sometimes used against disabled people, overcoming your disability, and you know driving and you know so what if you're in a wheelchair go climb a mountain oh
1: my gosh Um, we talk about this all the time because this is like our least favorite narrative and so you know I'm glad that you made your design and also I think the other thing is if there's more than a billion disabled people in the world it's okay if there's more than one flag design and more than one perspective right right. because everybody has a different perspective
2: yeah, what I wanted to say, is I the reason I bring this up, I don't want my flag to overshadow that one because this is another person with this flag was also designed by a person with with disabilities. Right. So it's also from within the community, and as a UN flag, it kind of makes sense for a flag that that focuses on national laws and national rights and national identity within the U.N. A flag based on the Olympics, which is also national identity, makes sense. It, it So I think the two of them, I hope the two flags can be in concert with each other. One to represent our legal rights as citizens of countries And the other to represent our pride as a global community beyond our national rights. Does that
1: make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's really valid and important to recognize that there's more than one way to represent disability and more than one experience and more than one perspective and yeah. while i'm obviously in agreement with you that i don't really love the narrative of overcoming i recognize that there's a lot of cultural background that goes into how we experience disability. so it makes sense that there's multiple ways of representing it and i right. i do think that there's room for for harmony there, for multiple representations.
2: Right, right. So I'd love for that flag, for for when people put in disability rights or disability flag, for that to come up and you know, be, be the top hit on your search engine hit around December 3rd, which is the International Day of the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. And then... Uh, My flag around July, which is the Pride month or RAS month. Um, You know, we have Pride month in June and RAS month in July. So
1: tell us, you know, as we're kind of about to wrap up this conversation because you've shared so much with us. We'd love to know if there's anything that you want to leave our listeners with, any final takeaways, or if you want them to find you online anywhere, let us know You know what you want to leave everyone with as they're thinking oh. about Disability Pride Month and as they're thinking about uh, the flag.
2: Yeah, well, I'd like to remind people that what I said at the beginning, that pride is not just hooray for who I am, but I deserve to be happy. And I deserve to be here. Um, And it's not that pride is... Okay, here, here's here, here's what I want to say. That uh, the thing about disability being a social construct—you talked about that. Yes. Is, is yes? Yeah, is that to to take away the shame of being disabled, to not let people shame you? So it's not that you know that that uh, you know that, that if. If we could remove all the barriers, you know, like have every menu in every restaurant in Braille and have ramps up every doorway and elevators that work all the time and sign language interpreters everywhere and,
0: you know, and
2: quiet rooms for autistic people, that doesn't mean that our disabilities will go away. We'll still struggle. But don't let yourself be shamed because things are difficult. We being, love that being free of disability being being living in a world doesn't mean living in a world where we get beyond the social stigma of disability doesn't mean making everything easy for everybody because conflicting access needs are a thing. <laughs> Nobody's going to have universal access all the time. Because conflicting access needs what what makes something accessible to me may make it inaccessible to somebody else. But just get rid of the shame, get rid of the dehumanization, and make that the focus. I think nothing is going to be easy all the time, but just you know, stop shaming people because it's difficult.
0: We. Couldn't agree more, and I just want to point out: uh, anyone who's listened to our show uh, in the past knows that I think probably the one thing Emily and I talk about the most is conflicting access needs. So I'm I'm very happy to hear that uh, you've brought that up, and uh, I, I think we just want to thank you for coming on. This has been like so cool, and um, Emily and I are. You know we we can see each other, and we're like fangirling right now. we We are so happy to have had <laughs> you on our show. and yeah, you've you've been great. Thank you
2: all right. Well, thank you so much for for inviting me. it's been it's been a pleasure speaking with you. and uh, have a good rest of Pride month. We got the twenty sixth coming up, which is the anniversary. was it? Yeah, it's like our Christmas. Seconds? <laughs> the 32nd, and you know what, the um, anniversary for the June prime Month was also the uh, Stonewall Riots was also June 26th. So maybe we and should you. just make it the 26th of every month.
0: I agree.
2: Yeah. We celebrate <laughs> being proud of who <laughs> we are. 26th. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. The 26th who needs names of, of months. Exactly. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, this it's episode Pride is actually day. scheduled to come out on, if we can make it happen, uh, the twenty sixth. So you're going to be uh, celebrating Disability Pride and ADA Day right along with us and our listeners on that day. Well, that that would be.
2: I'm so happy to hear that, and uh, I hope I hope you have a good get get this edited and have. By the time it comes out, be resting with a cool glass of lemonade or whatever cool beverage of your choice
1: in the shade. (laughs) Absolutely. Stay cool. And Anne, thank you. You are lovely. And your contribution to disability pride is really powerful. And the fact that you collaborated with the community makes it even more powerful. So thank you for sharing of yourself and your story and we're just so thrilled that we were able to talk to you today. Thank you so much. That was so much fun. And I think on that note, we can officially say happy Disability Pride Month. Woo!
0: And might we say, you look great today.
1: You look better than usual today.
0: Which is like incredible, because you always look great.
1: But today, you are looking fab. I hope you're feeling fab. I hope you're celebrating yourself and celebrating the disability community. And also, what can people do if they want to help make the accessible stall accessible?
0: Well, Emily, thank you for asking. They can go to patreon.com slash so the accessible stall just one dollar a month insurance. So it's the accessible stall.
2: It's true.
1: We transcripts and you should too
0: but not as much as we love you. Good oh, night we everybody. I love you so
2: much. Thanks for listening. Bye.